So Matthew chapter 2, begin at verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. And so that's where we'll stop reading right there. And we'll go back to verse 2 saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And I guess the little thought that the Lord gave us from this is we have seen his star. We living in a dark Dark day. Well, preacher, you say that all the time. Well, it just gets worse. All the time. And more violence, more anger, more bitterness. Warning us not to, not to gather. And we've got to be careful about what we say and what we do. And it uh, seemed like whenever I was a boy, and some of you are about my age or a little older, we could have a difference of opinion and still be friends. And that day's gone. I don't understand people today. But I know what they need. I know what I need. And I know what you need. We need to see the star. Notice these men that came... Now, we think because they brought this gold, frankincense, and myrrh, that they might have been rich, that they might have been well off. And I don't know why this world acquaints riches to wisdom. They're two different entities altogether. It wasn't because the men had gold and frankincense and myrrh that they were wise. 
It was because they followed the star. Uh, they might have had to go without some meals. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. They may have traveled a long, long way and had to eat things that they would prefer to have something else. But they didn't give up and they didn't quit until they got where the star was. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And I guess it's because they presented three gifts that we think that there must have been three wise men. The Bible doesn't say that. It just says they presented gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I'm going to put forth to you this morning, there's more than three. And there's more than just the ones that were in the time of Christ. We've got wise men today that still look for him, that still seek him, that are still following the star. Well, preacher, for we have seen his star. I want to preach to you today. Now let's go back and take a look at what the Bible has to say. We read over in Genesis where the Lord created heavens and the earth and he said that it was good. And then we read where he created a greater light to rule the day and a lesser light to rule the night. And he hung the stars all in place. We read where that the Lord promised Abraham that his seed would be as the sand of the sea and as the stars in the sky. But this star that these men saw was a particular star. This star that this, these men saw was one that you, can, that you could lead by. And so we, 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 I've learned from history that sailors, before they had this complicated navigational equipment on their boats, would use the stars. They'd look at the stars as a way to navigate to go from one place to another. We're in a world of darkness today. We're surrounded by evil on every hand, and the only way that we'll get from earth to glory is to follow the star. The only way that we'll get home is to follow the star. And it, we're in a dark, dark time, in a dark, dark day, but we're not stumbling around in darkness. Praise God, we can follow the star till we get home one day after a while. Are you glad that we're not alone? Are you glad that we have a way to get from earth to glory and it's through the star? And, and so I mentioned the Lord created heaven and earth and he set all the stars in their place. And you've heard my story about my little Sunday school teacher and how she witnessed to me. You've heard about the preacher that preached to me. And we all have what we would consider stars in our lives. They're not the star, but they pointed us toward the star. You may have some that were here in your life at Dutch Bottoms, maybe Hack and Jen. Maybe Miss Coster, maybe Alfred Parker, maybe Jay and Bonnie Lewis or Sharon or different ones that you interacted with and they told you about Jesus and showed you where the star was and begged you to follow them. I heard Garrett Bell talk on the radio this morning about and if you know Garrett, you know his dad, Gardy, and his mom, and his dad was a preacher for many, many years, and he talked about how thankful that he was to have parents that raised him in church and taught him about Jesus. That's the number one priority as a mother or a father 
should be is to teach your children to follow the star. Something's amiss. Something's askew when you can't teach your children about Jesus. All right. For we have seen his star. I'm just going to take my time. I won't be long this morning. But I remember as a boy growing up, I went to Rankin just over the hill here until I went away to pasture. But as a boy, just a little eight-year-old kid, I saw those stars in my life. J.P. Blazer and Lucille, John and Frida, old man Artie Chapman and Hilda, and different ones. Tears would roll down their face. They'd begin to move They'd repent. You know what the Bible says? If my people which are called by my name will seek my face and repent of their evil ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. I saw those folks begin to come together, begin to repent, begin to lift up the Lord and begin to let Him shine. And they were able through their deeds, they were able through their words to point me toward the star that I'm still following today. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say how long these wise men went on their journey. It may have been just a few days. It may have been several years. I was eight years old when I started following the star. I'm still following him today. And it's been a great journey. We have seen his star. (laughs) Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his... Where is he? I'll tell you where he's at. If you heard the Sunday school lesson this morning, he came to his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He said, it is finished. He bowed his hand and gave up the ghost. He was put in a barring tomb and on the third and appointed. I'm, I'm preaching to you about the star this morning. Oh, he was put in a barring tomb and on the third and appointed morning he arose and he appeared, I believe it was somewhere for around 40 days or so, maybe four or 500 people that saw him and witnessed that he had risen and then he rose in the clouds and the angel said, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus you see going away is coming again in like manner. We read in his word where it said that he's on the right hand of the Father. This is where the star is. This is where the king of the Jews is. He didn't take a retirement, but he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I, begging forgiveness, begging mercy for sinners like you and I. That's why I follow the star. Aren't you glad for those those folks in our lives we consider our stars <laughs> that pointed us to the star? Oh, beautiful star. 
of Bethlehem shine on. Oh, I've got to tell this. I've told it before, this was our pew at Rankin. On the right-hand side, the third pew back, and I'd sit about the middle of the pew. Between Mom and Dad, we wasn't allowed to sit anywhere else because they wanted me where they could make sure my attention was on what was going on in the service. Just a little old kid be bopping around, and they called for a handshake. And I got up, and I come out of the pew like I had done a hundred times before. I rounded the corner to the first pew. There was Jack Strange and J.P. Blazer and old man Artie Chapman that lived in the curve out here on Rankin Hill and, and Tom Ball. And I looked at their faces. I'd shook their hand a hundred times. But I looked at their faces that Sunday night and they had a different countenance about them. Tears were rolling down their face. And I realized from the time I got to the corner of the pew to the time I got to the end of it, I didn't have what they had. I was lost. You know what those poor saints were doing? They were letting the star shine in them. How about you? I heard Brandy's testimony a minute ago. That's what the world needs. They need to see the star. For we have seen his star. In the east. And are come. To worship him. What are you here for? What are you here for? You here to sing a Christmas song or two? Are you here to see who else is here? Are you here to build up your reputation, draw some business into your profession? What are you here for? These wise men came to worship. Are you here to worship? Are you here to follow the star? Are you here? To say, thank God, somebody led me toward the star. Aren't you glad you know who the star is? And that every once in a while, when we repent and beg Him for mercy, He can still shine in sinners like you and I. Who is He? We sang the song, Do You Know? Do you know, my Jesus, have you heard he loves you? Well, that's the star. <laughs> who is he? Do you know who he is? They sang this song, Bobby. He's more than just a story. He is the king of glory. I'm glad I know Amen. who Jesus is. I bet the star. <laughs> I guess I preached here year or so ago about Autumn and the person that she met. One night on my knees, I asked to beat the star and I got to. I met him. I felt his hands wrap around me 
His arms and I, a little boy that went down troubled, got up with peace in his heart because he had seen the star. Aren't you glad your family might have been like mine? You may not have had a lot of money growing up. You may not have had a fancy home growing up. But if they raised, how about this, Christy Martin? If they raised you and talked to you about Jesus, that's the greatest thing mom and dad could ever have done for you. This leads you toward the star. You know there's a lot of people who goes through this life and don't ever know who the star is. Just be shotgun, I don't know. But the Lord's helping me. I got more than just the star's autograph. He wrote me a whole book. Yeah. <laughs> and in the book, you know what the star told me? I've been to the White House, Bobby. Never met the president. I saw the vice president. He's about as far as from here to Sam Odell's store. And he throwed up his hand at the group I was with. But that was it. He couldn't pick me out of a lineup. He couldn't tell you what my name was. But I met the star. He wrote me a book, and in his book, Marty, he told me he loved me. What a great star. Oh, and when I'm troubled, well, here it is. Lo, I covered the volume of a book. When I'm troubled, when I don't know which way to go, <laughs> when darkness surrounds me and I'm not sure what to do, the star shines in my life. And he said his word was a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The star shines down and says, right there, boy, it was in front of you all along. Aren't you glad that you can see by the star? Where is he? How do people make it? And they don't know who the star is. They don't have any light in their life. Don't know which way to go and what to do. Thank God we got the star. Let me tell you how it is without the star in your life. Some of the depraved things you can do without the star in your life. Remember Saul, he was a mighty man, he wreaked havoc among the church, persecuted the church, had letters in his pocket to arrest anybody that called on the name of Jesus. And they drug Stephen before him and Stephen preached from the Old Testament right on down and he finally got down toward the end of his message. He said, you stiff-necked and... <clears throat> How long do you resist the Holy Ghost? Our world is saying, just give us just a few kind words. 
just sing a song and let it be that and we'll go about our merry way. I'm here to tell you today, you may throw me out, but I'm going to preach the gospel till I die. Amen. I want the world to know about the star. tell you how it is. That man Saul was so religious, you know what he missed? He never had the star. He never had the star to shine down in his life. He stood and consented to Stephen's death, watched him as they stoned him. And as Stephen was dying and the stones were being hurled at him, making, making bruises and breaking bones, no telling what. He said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. You know what that was the beginning of? Saul didn't know it, but he's being led toward the star. And on the road to Damascus, he actually sees it. He saw a bright light and heard a voice, but saw no man. Let me tell you how it is without the star in your life. This same man, Saul, who later changed his name to Paul, got on a ship to go to Rome to stand before Caesar, I believe it was. And it was a bad time for sailing. They come up on a tempest, went 14 days and nights without any light, without any sun in the sky. And when all the stars wouldn't shine, Paul said, all hope that we was saved should be lost. Let me tell you something today. You raised your hand about your sinners that are in your life, how you'd love to see them saved. They'll never get it. There's no hope without the star. just finish Paul up. It was a bad time in his life. The soldiers that were on that ship would have executed him. It looked like none of them was going to make it until Paul saw a star. He said an angel has stood by me this night. He's, he said the star has given me all that sailed with me. You know what? Wouldn't a prisoner, wouldn't a soldier, wouldn't a sailor lost because Paul trusted in the star. Amen. What are you looking to? And I know we've got folks in our day and age, and this may be a little controversial, and you may not agree with me. I'm going to love you anyway. We've got folks in this day and age that say, I'll do what I want to. And you may very well do that. But I'm here to tell you, when you look toward the star, you're going to see your brother higher than yourself. <laughs> What's that got to do with today? Friend, I'm here to tell you, if we don't love one another, we're in trouble. If we don't point each other toward the star, we're in trouble. Oh, listen. 
We have seen his star. Then let me finish up and I'll be done. Herod said, When you find him, send me word that I may come and worship him also. And I heard, and we do a great Bible school here. I'm looking forward to it again this year. If we have to have classes outside, I want to have Bible school. Oh, but I heard Garrett talking this morning about how folks would put their children on school on the school bus to go to church and they'd stay home and things like that. And he thank God that he had parents that brought him to church. Oh, let me tell you something, folks. This world needs to see the star. This world needs to know that there's a ray of hope shining down. Oh, for we've seen his star in the east and we've come to worship him. Herod said, send me word that I may go and worship also. There are folks today with great intentions that are going to bust hell wide open because they never followed through and seek the star. I can't find him for you. I have to find it for myself. You can't find it for someone else. You have to find it for yourself. Let every man work out his own salvation with fear and less trembling. We can pray for folks. We can do our best just like the stars that we've had in our lives. I don't know. It might have been Jess and Pat that encouraged you to follow the star. Ain't it wonderful? Oh, send me word that I may come and worship also. You'll never get it depending on someone else. You have to seek the star yourself. All right, moving right along. They followed the star, and how did they search? They searched diligently, didn't they? You won't haphazardly. Find the star. But you have to search diligently. Remember the verse about faith? He that believeth on him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The night I got saved that on my knees beside a little half bed, I was searching diligently. I didn't want to die in the shape that I was in. I knew if I got up the same little boy that I went down, hell would be my home. I was afraid of the flames. I didn't want to go there. And so I stayed down until I felt something sweep over me. I felt peace come inside. I felt joy. I knew I could lay. I'd laid in that bed until it seemed like I could see the flames coming up over it and I didn't want to go to sleep I was afraid to die but after peace spoke to me after the joy filled my soul I could have laid down right then and went to sleep and been alright because I had seen the star have you friend this was not a guessing game this is not a I hope so salvation. You better have seen the star. You better have been following him. My papa was a deacon at Race Chapel in Rankin. 
My dad was a deacon at Rankin and Brown's Chapel. Led singing. But had I not sought the star for myself, I would have busted hell wide open. You have to do it for yourself. You have to ask the Lord for your own salvation. All right. And they came until the star stood over the place where the Savior lay. And the Bible said they rejoiced greatly. And they came in. And you know how we do it here. And it's done at many churches. The, the nativity scene. They have the shepherds. And what are the shepherds doing? They're on their knees, aren't they? Giving reference to the Savior. We have the wise men. And what are the wise men doing? They're on their knees. Giving reference to the Savior. Wise men still do that. Wise men still humble themselves. Wise men still repent. It takes a foolish man to get through this life thinking that you never have to say I'm sorry. That you never have to ask the Lord for forgiveness. I'm here to tell you today, the closer you get to the star, the better life can be. Oh, they humbled themselves, got down on their knees, and gave the Savior the very best they had. Well, preacher, I don't have much in this life. I don't make a lot of money. I can't sing. I'm not well spoken. I don't have much to give. Just give me your best. Preacher, I don't have gold. I don't have frankincense. I don't have fur. Just give him your best. And he'll be well satisfied with it. Oh. What's it say about them? They went to leave and God warned them in a dream not to go back to Harry. Right. See, their diligence, their obedience paid off. If they hadn't ever never found him and went back to Harry, do you know what Harry would have done? He'd probably got upset and killed them, took their lives. But because they obeyed, because they diligently saw him, the Lord rewarded them and protected them because they saw the star and they followed it. How about you? What are you following? Is it money? We got a lot of folks that say they're Christians. Not sure, but I would say probably in the United States it's probably the number one religion, Christianity. The Muslim religion is gaining steam. Did you know that? Did you know why that is? It's because we've not let them see the star. Preacher, you shouldn't be critical. Well, I tell you what, we need to love everybody. But we need to tell them about Jesus. We need to let them know. Because whenever we stay quiet and we don't say anything... That's one more step closer they are to hell. I don't care if they're Muslim, if they're atheist, if they're agnostic. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. Do you? Oh, friend. We have seen his star and have come 
to worship Him. We've got Christianity, I guess, is the number one religion in the United States. But you know what? There's a lot of Christians not following the star. Now, preacher, you need to stop right there. Well, whenever my bank account needs to make, make a certain amount, and I'll do anything, even sacrificing my my time with my Savior, I'm not following a star. When something's on TV and I would rather watch it as to sac and sacrifice time with my Savior, that don't necessarily mean church time. When sleep is more important to me, let's get right down where we're living. <laughs> when sleep is more important to me than my time with my Savior, and let me just give you a personal anecdote to that. I've been in the bed and the Lord wake me up and say go downstairs and pray. Or go to the corner of the living room and pray. Or go out in the garage and pray. Whenever I value my sleep more than I do the time with my Savior, I'm not following the star. But I have found when He speaks to me, whether it's 12 noon or 12 midnight, if I'll just follow the star and ease off somewhere, I don't have to make a lot of noise. I don't have to make a lot of commotion. As a matter of fact, I preached to you about Hannah Wednesday night that prayed and God answered her prayer and she never made a sound. I'm here to tell you today it's what your heart says that makes all the difference. Oh, I found when I follow the star and I kneel down and I pour out my heart to him, he beats me there and I I talk to him and he talks to me. That's following the star. <coughs> what do you follow? Some of you might not like this. And I believe, and our Bible teaches, that if you are a Christian, you need to affiliate yourself with other Christian people, which is called the church. Yeah. Jesus himself said he needed to be baptized, so if he had needed to, that sure means I need to. It means you need to. But I'm here to tell you today, the Lord does not care if you're a member of Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church. He cares if you're following the star. He will not ask Debbie, and Debbie's a good woman. She's our church clerk. And she's really has worked hard to do all she can do to get everything down that needs to be got down and things like that. But the Lord is not going to ask Debbie for the church role because you know what? There may be a few differences. <laughs> there may be a few differences between the church role and the book of life. You can have your name on every church roll in East Tennessee and die and go to hell. But unless you follow the star and you have your name in that Lamb's book of life, you'll not go to heaven. How do I follow him, preacher? Let me say this and then I'm done. How do I follow it, preacher? It starts with that knock at your heart. That's the star 
wanting in. Behold, I stand at the door. You know what we do? I'll just use Ronald Reagan because it seems like he appeals to about everybody here in America. If he were at our front door on our porch knocking, you'd about jerk the door off and see just let him in, let him in. Or you name it, your favorite TV star or politician or singer or whatever, if they were standing at the door and knocking at your front door, you'd about jerk the door off its hinges. Couldn't get, get it open fast enough to let them in. Well, how about Jesus? He stands at the door of your heart and knocks. That's Him. Whenever you feel that condemnation on the inside, whenever you're troubled and your heart feels like it's going to beat out of your chest, that's Him knocking. Walked into your life. Please open the door. Follow the star. Now I've preached to you about some wise men this morning. Let me tell you what the opposite of the wise men are. Will you bear with me just a minute for that? Wise men diligently seek him. They follow the star. But I believe, as the vice visiting preacher we had quoted this scripture, here's the opposite of wise men. A fool has said, in his heart. You don't have to be outspoken. You don't have to carry a sign. You don't have to have that hexagram or whatever it is, the pentagram, whatever it is. All you have to do is say in your heart, is say, I don't need that. Is say, I'm not going to church. That's foolishness. Just say, I've got other things to do. Just say, I'm not going to pay any attention to that old stuff. Just say in your heart, there is no God. A fool has said that. That's not me. Don't get mad at me. Because your lifestyle doesn't ascribe to my way of life. Don't get upset with me. You go to God about that because he's the one that said that. What are you? Have you diligently sought the star? Have you looked for it? Because it's in every situation. I know people have relatives. Had an uncle that passed away of COVID. I know people that have cancer. People that have heart disease. But no matter what your situation is, if you'll look hard enough, if you'll see diligently, you can see the star. Friend, don't be discouraged. I know we're surrounded by darkness on every side. And I know you're probably sitting here scared this morning and don't know what to do. Don't know what you should say or not say. Follow the star. Follow the star. You know what the star did? The star went down to the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't he? And the star prayed. And when the disciples had followed him as far as they could, they were good men. But they got tired. They got worried. And Jesus looked and they were asleep, wasn't they? He didn't sit down. He didn't give up. 
He didn't go to sleep. He went a little farther. And he prayed. This is what the star did. Now follow the star. If you're not sure what to do, follow the star. He prayed. What about you? Are you going to follow the star or are you going to stumble around in the darkness? What about you? Are you going to handle that trouble you got on your own or are you going to follow the star? What about you? Are you going to handle that sickness, that broken heart on your own or are you going to follow the star? Friend, this is what he told us that we need to stick closer than a brook. This is what he told us that he would never leave us, he'd never forsake us. Why would you go through life by yourself when you can be with the star? Now I'm going to say this, and I hope it's okay. Autumn got to meet her favorite person, and it thrilled her. And I think she met him maybe twice, if I'm not mistaken. Saw him once. Saw him in concert mm -hmm. once. And but she got to meet him one time. But I get to talk to the star every day. I get to be with him when I humble my heart. He's right there beside of me. He leads me. He's my shepherd. He's my savior. He's my friend. We used to sing this song at Round Mountain years ago. It's 81 in the Dream Book. It says, I'm never alone. Christ Jesus is near. Never alone. Friend, you may be surrounded by darkness. But look up. You know what David said? I'll look into the hills from which comes my help. My help cometh from the Lord. You can see the star if you search for him. If you look for him. He's nigh to them that are of a broken heart and will save such as be of a contrite spirit. All right? Got just a few minutes. Marquita, if you don't care, come and play just a verse. Friend, don't you want to meet the star? Don't you want to take him home with you? Don't you want to be at a place in life that no matter where you are, you know? you're never alone. But there's a way out if you just follow the stone. This world is more wicked every day, but we've got a way out of it. We can follow the star. What about you? What are you going to do? Listen, this life goes fast. Everything we know is temporary, but salvation is eternal. If you'll trust the star, call on his name. What is his name? He's got a name that's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Even those that deny him, even those that curse his name one day, their knees will bow. And every tongue shall confess that he's King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of God the Father. Well, preacher, I bowed one time a long time ago and I asked him to be my Savior.
But that's been a long time ago. Do your knees still work? Does your heart still get broken from time to time? He's not a one-time Savior. He's an all-time Savior. And He'll be your friend. And if you're heart broken-hearted, talk to Jesus. Tell Him. He's one that cares. I've... Uh, I used to have used to listen to different styles of music. I went to some concerts when I was young. You know what I had to do? I had to pay. They took my money. And then they did what they wanted to do, and when they got done, it was over with. But this star I'm telling you about this morning, he can't give me enough. The little that I do for him, he blesses me me and multiplies his blessings more and more every day. I'm like David. My cup runneth over. Amen. Friend, Amen. where are you at? Are you in the darkness? Have you seen the star? Have you sought for it? Have you trusted him? Have you called on him? I just want to break it down to this. You have to be saved. There's no other way to go to heaven. That's right. You have to be saved. Amen. You cannot be good enough. No matter how hard you try, you can't be good enough and go to heaven. And I admire you if you're trying to do the right thing in life and you're trying to be kind to everybody. But being good won't get you to heaven. Right. Going to church, having your name as a, as a church member on the church roll, won't get you to heaven. It's a step in the right direction, and it makes you a better person, but it won't make you a saved person until you seek the star. Yeah. You have to ask Jesus to save you Lord, help me to say this in as direct and simple terms as I can put it. Without Jesus, without you ask Jesus to save you, you can't go to heaven. If you never ask Jesus to save you, it don't matter how good you are, how many times you've come to church, how many things you've done for Jesus, if you don't ask Jesus to save you, I hate to tell you, but hell will be your home. I'm begging you not to go there. I'm offering you a way out of that place. Your mom and your dad would love for you to ask Jesus to come into your heart, but you have to want it. Let me tell this, and then I'm going to hush. I prayed for Jared for a long, long time. The Lord placed her on my heart and gave me a burden for her. And I thought, sure, she'd come some services and she didn't make a move, and that's okay. She had to come when the Lord wanted her to. But I prayed and prayed and prayed for her. And she was troubled. I could tell that times the Spirit would come by and I could see it in her face. It was a Wednesday night. 
I looked back and she was just boohooing, hanging on to Wendy's dress tail. And I went back and told her she'd have to ask Jesus to save her. She didn't come that night. But the following Wednesday, I looked back in the middle of preaching, seemed like I was just kind of struggling, if you know what I mean. And in the middle of preaching, I looked up and here she come, her and Wendy, coming right down the aisle, knelt right here. And she prayed. And when she got down, I said, do you feel like you got saved? And she just couldn't tell me. And so I'm going to tell you what I told her. You have to want to be saved with all your heart. You have to want it with everything. That has to be the only thing that matters. When you get to that and you want it more than anything, Jesus will save you. I don't know why I had to say that, but I, I don't want you to go to hell. I love you. And this church loves you. And we want to see you saved.